Welcome to It's a Good Life, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Today we have a special treat for you. Brian, live on stage from a recent event. Let's listen in. Here we go. Now we're going to get down to a little bit, right? You know we're a coaching company, so we're all about having how-tos, right? There's two big lingering effects we're going to get into, and we're going to break these things down. The two major lingering effects, and I'm going to say from COVID, from the COVID era, is burnout and bad habits, okay? Burnout and bad habits. And this is what we're going to kind of address, get you into this, get into the mode of some good habits, how to beat that burnout, how to recognize it before it happens, and then what to do about it, okay? And then here's the thing, and it's, again, you guys know this, just because something's common sense, it doesn't mean it's common practice. You know that Rome wasn't built in a day. You know you can't change everything at once, but we want the feelings to go away. And what you have to trust is that when you want to change something, the only way it happens is incrementally. All massive changes even happen incrementally. Now, it can be incremental and quicker sometimes, but it's still incrementally. The problem is we live in an instant world where everything is promised instantly, the technologies are instant, the information is instant. The information can sometimes be instant and wrong. Is that true? But you can't go, okay, I planted some seeds, grow, grow. I've tried. Talk to plants, grow. Okay? You can't do it. Tell the baby, come on, come on. Walk, walk. Come on, let's go. I'm eight weeks. Walk. And then you do that, their, their first words will be challenging to you, okay? <laughs> so there's things that just take time. There's things a process. But the world we live in, it's countercultural thinking to do this. But the world then comes up with the cultural solutions are here's the quick fix, here's the pill, here's the drug, here's the activity, here's the food, here's whatever, here's the numb yourself out check out from the world, and that's all the answers the world has. And they don't work. They end up in disastrous places. So we're going to send out 33, not pebbles on a pond, we're going to send out 3,000 rocks on ponds tomorrow evening. And the way this happens, take care of myself first, then I take care of you. This is the formula. I take care of myself for the last six months so I can be right for you. You've got to go take care of yourself and then you can be right for others. Does that make sense? Then we get to change a whole lot of people. All right? So here's what burnout is. It's an exhaustion of physical or emotional strength or motivation that usually is a result of prolonged stress or frustration. Very powerful definition. Okay? So it is an exhaustion of physical and emotional strength or motivation and as a result of prolonged stress or frustration. (laughs) They should give you that the first day you get in real estate. (laughs) The World Health Organization talks about the three dimensions of this burnout. Feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Has anybody had that? Has anybody got any depleted energy? Can I see your hands? How many of you are too depleted to raise your hands? You raise your hands. (laughs) Just use your other hand to raise it up. Feelings of negativism or cynicism, especially related to one's work. How many of you have noticed that folks might be a little more cynical and a little more negative. Have you noticed that? Is it possible we could be, you know, the old Michael Jackson man in the mirror? Is that possible too? Have you caught yourself? And then reduce professional efficacy as well. It shows up in the workplace, what we do. 
Employee burnout report, 52% of survey respondents experiencing burnout in 2020. 52% of people, so they're burned out. Up from 43%. When you have numbers that go from 43 to 52, it's enormous. In these studies, and I have all these surveys and reports, that this stuff goes up by a quarter of a percent or half a percent. You never see this thing. It's a massive increase. It's a 20% increase to get from 43% to 52. Now, I know most of you can only multiply by 3%, but just trust me, it's a 20% increase. 59% of millennials are burned out, and 58% of Gen Z, the young'uns, baby boomers, we don't even put their numbers up here. No, no, just hanging by a thread. Burnout. This is the book on it. It's kind of an old book, right? 1974. All the pages I have are browned out and whatever else. Here's the thing. So you know, I've read this book a lot, and I've burned myself out a lot. Have you ever struggled applying the information? So Frederick, uh, what's his name? Let me see. Herbert Freudenberger, okay? So here's what he had to say about burnout. This is a great, great little deal. He said, burnout is the extinction of motivation or incentive especially when one devotion to a cause, a relationship, fails to produce the desired results. Start getting burned out. James Penbaker, brilliant guy, he said this, burnout, and this is powerful, is a bone-tired, soul-tired, heart-tired kind of exhaustion. Man, I'm just tired reading that. (laughs) Bone-tired, soul-tired, heart-tired. Have you ever come home in the evening? Have you ever had just experience after experience, hit after hit, setback after setback, Strain after strain, just a long day, and just had that bone-tired, soul-tired, trying to talk to people through making decisions and all that kind of stuff, and people are nervous and anxious and stressed all around you, and you're the one who has to be the rock, and you're just drained, 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 and then you don't fill your own tank, and now you just drain more, and when you drain more, you burn out. Does anybody have a friend like this? (laughs) Three signs. Here we go. The signs of burnout. Number one. Here's the signs of burnout. Why some people don't burn out. Would you believe there's some that don't? I married one. It's insane. So rather than go nuts, study them. And then how to beat burnout. I'm going to give you a few how-tos. We're going to get into some habits. We're going to drop some bad habits today. How many of you know you have some bad habits? Could I see your hands nice and high? Boom. How many of you would like to introduce some good habits? Boom. We drop the bad, increase the good. Radical change happens like this. You drop one bad habit, you introduce one good habit, it's a massive difference. You do that in all five circles, it's transformative. So, what are the signs of burnout? I'm going to give this to you so that you can read. Here's the thing. I was coming here yesterday. We had a little game of golf yesterday morning. There's a lot of bounce-back birdies. We're under pressure. And I decided we play golf. We had a great time. And I am like Mr. Overprepared, OCD. You know, the kids want to get me tested. And um, I get in the car, and it says 32 miles of gas left. And I said, well, what is it? 23 miles. Okay, I can do it. I start going down the freeway. And I, I just never run out of gas. Well, unbeknownst to me, I'd hit like, I have, there's like three settings on the car. And the kids know I'm not the greatest with these things. And I get these fancy cars that I have no way, I don't know how to drive them, you know. <laughs> And so this thing has like super sport, like flames coming. So I'm burning like twice as much gas as I'm supposed to. And I'm halfway down and it's like, ah, 
Ah! And I'm like, I am going to be on the side of the road, and my worst nightmare is going to come about. I'm going to get out there, I'm going to be sweating, I'm going to be late for rehearsals, and a member is going to come by to help me. Gas tank in hand, want a free seminar, and about 42 pictures. God was good. All the lights worked. I barely made it into fumes. Lads got the car gassed up. We don't have those lights that tell us we're burning out. Are you guys with me? So this is the gas gauge. This is the battery charge. This is the fuel levels right now I'm going to give you. So first of all, it's a loss of motivation. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like doing my calls, notes, Popeyes <laughs> any day. I don't feel like... I don't feel like this. I don't feel like making the effort with my spouse. I don't feel like taking the... I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it is a loss of what? Motivation. So it's that decreased satisfaction sense of accomplishment, okay? You didn't lose your motivation, said Brendan Bruchard. You lost the focus on what matters most. Second, increasingly cynical and negative outlook. Now, let me say this. When we hear something like that, we immediately think of someone we know. Because I'm a positive person. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Well, let me say this. Got to put the oxygen mask on first. If you start with yourself, then you can help the others. And you also can't challenge someone into positivity. You know you're quite cynical. You know that, right? Did you know how cynical you're being? You know, you're quite a negative person. Have you noticed that? You've been very negative lately, and it's really bugging me. Just send them an email and let them know Buffini and Company is here to help them. We've got to put the oxygen mask on first, okay? Every morning when I shave this face, that's the face looking back at me that i got to make sure that guy's positive, that guy's not cynical, and that's that guy's not careless with his words. Jeff Bridges, great actor. His daughter has been the mastermind. We know Jeff. He says, most cynics are really crushed romantics. They've been hurt. They're sensitive. And their cynicism is a shell that's protecting this tiny, dear part of them that's still alive. It's a great way when you meet someone who's horribly cynical and that's becoming more and more, right? Because when you search for something on your phone, that's what you're going to get more of, right? That's why things are so divided, because you only get to see more of what you want to see, so what happens is people become more cynical. And one of the ways to have empathy for someone who's cynical is this. They're actually crushed romantics. Beautiful way. They've been hurt. They're sensitive, and their cynicism is the shell. That's the protective shell, and that's why there's barbs there. Now, it doesn't mean they're ever going to change. They have to ultimately have the will to change. But I found that the best way to impact somebody is to show them, not tell them. Let them watch your feet, not your mouth. And let them experience what positivity looks like. And here's what happens. Initially, when you become more positive and you become more focused, people's initial reaction is negative. The people are close to you. But over time, it becomes something that people want. No doubt about it. And then next is uh, reduced performance. It takes longer to get the same stuff done. Not as efficient, not as effective. You're putting in more hours and getting less work done. One of my favorite quotes in this whole event is from Anne Lamont. She's actually a novelist, brilliant lady. She says, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. How many of you in here have had a heritage profile done? Let me see your hands. Okay, the vast majority of the room. How many of you have thought, I, you have loved ones, family members, you go to Thanksgiving dinner and you go, man, I wish they had a heritage profile. How many of you have thought that? Okay. 
How many of you have business colleagues or small business owners you're connected with and you go, man, they would do better if they knew their profile? Let me see your hands. So, but what we have is a brilliant, profound, very cumbersome, very expensive process that we've been working with for 20 years, which is great for coaching. It costs a bunch, which is why we've never been able to bring it and scale it. We brought in some very talented people. Uh, Dermot absconded with millions of my children's inheritance. And so we've put this together. And some of you have been hearing about this. We've been working on this for quite a while. So we've built together a couple of stages of this thing. We rebuilt the whole heritage profile into what's called real strengths profile. Those of you who have a profile, that's a Cadillac. But we boiled it down for people that you can have in your family members, your friend group, your business group, or in large groups. We built this little assessment, real sweet little assessment to get started. It's just a great little appetizer, but it covers three things, what we call a selling strength, a serving strength, and a communication strength. Here's what somebody's strength is. Here's what that strength is. Here's what the weakness can be. How many of you in here, it's really helped you having a profile? Let me see your hands. It helps you with your communication, your interaction, your performance. So there's an example of some of the answers we get. And then they built out this really cool stuff. And you can go through this little assessment. And the questions are kind of cool, even those of us who have a profile. But for folks who've never done it, it's kind of wow. It's kind of that same kind of light bulb moment. And it creates this great dynamic. If you have a team, if you have people you work with, if you have vendors you work with, family members, get everyone in October to get their free assessment before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so you know you're not ticking them off. And those of you with a profile, look, you have the Cadillac. This will be like a little, you'll, you'll recognize it's kind of cool, it's fun. And then for those of you who don't, this will be kind of an eye-opening experience for you. So go check that out. This thing is going to take off. I'm going to be layering this through the podcast. We did the profile for 20 plus years. We can do it one at a time. We're going to have millions of people in the next few years go and find out about their strengths and how they communicate and how they interact and how they can serve better and all that stuff. And I think it's going to take away a lot of stress from a lot of people and increase on the other side of a lot of people's performance because it gives them a permission to know who they are and also how that works. So what are the signs of burnout? Loss of motivation. Have any of you struggled with any of that? Honest to goodness. Let me see your hands. Increasingly cynical negative. How many of you know somebody like that? And what about performance? Do you feel like you're not quite firing on all cylinders? Great. So we got some solutions for you. Why do some people not burn out? For the love of Mary, why do some people not burn out? I'm not one of those people. Let me tell you how I'm wired. People come from all over the world. We have 20 countries representing this event. People come all over the world. They tune in from all over the world to hear me talk about finances. My bride will tell you when we first got married, I didn't have a clue about finances. I said out loud in our first year of marriage, how can we be out of money? I still have checks. I don't understand this. <laughs> it was a weakness that caused pain that I saw was going to undermine my bride, my family, my business. And it went from a weakness of mine to today, I'm the guy that gets called by all the financial shows to appear on. So you can turn a weakness into an absolute strength. Are you guys with me? I intend to do the same thing on the subject of burnout. Because I'm a guy who's burned himself out so many times. And I'm like, okay. And you know the old Popeye moment? That's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. I reached that spot. I reached that spot in February. I reached that spot where I almost sold my calling. I reached that spot where I almost checked out. I reached that spot where my health was not good. I reached that spot where I was starting to... That's the last time I'm burning out. Ever. Ever. Now, I'm not ready to go teach a world-class program on it yet, but I'm telling you right now, just like I did with finance, I'm going to do that with burnout because burnout is epidemic in our culture because our culture moves so fast. Our life moves so fast. Technology moves so fast. 
business and life move so fast. Would you guys agree? It's almost inhuman how fast the world moves. So here is how people don't burn out. Here, I've studied a lot of them. Number one, they burn the candle at one end. Okay, that's a nice turn of phrase. What do I mean by that? They're intentional. Now, you're going to hear this word over and over again. They burn the candle at one end. One of the things that people always say, you say about me all the time, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. My staff, right? You say, I don't know how he does it. He's got amazing energy. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. Turned out I wasn't. I was performing. I was getting all this stuff done underneath, burning the candle. And we did our little eyeboard exercise, right? How many of you did this little exercise? How many of you did this? Filled it in? Okay. So let's say you have some numbers in here. How many of you, just, just so everybody can feel good, how many of you had at least one circle less than 10? Could I see your hands? <laughs> Did anybody have a number below five in any circle? Did any of you have a number of them? Now, in America, because America put a man on the moon, beat them Ruskies, because that was an American moon. <laughs> and the way Americans think... And the way the personal growth and development business works and the way the modern la-la works with people who've never performed anything with big megaphones and megaphones, they go, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you how to 10x that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let, me throw. Let me tell you how it works. As the largest coaching company in the world where we coach people through this process. Let me tell you what absolute victory looks like is you go five to six. You go six to six and a half, you go five to six, you are a big-time winner, and you will have momentum. And I'll show you the numbers on this and what it looks like. No, no, I got to do this and I got to do that. I want the pain to go away. If you're feeling pain, I want the pain to go away. Well, let me tell you, the pain will moderately, daily, daily, daily go away because you're doing something about it, and you'll have hope, and you'll have momentum. Are you guys with me? I'm not asking a single person in this room to do more. I'm not going to give you a list of things for two days to stack on you. You're already stacked. What we need to do is take some of the things off your plate and replace them with better things so you can do better, live better, and feel better. If that makes sense, say I. I'm not going to dump this stuff on you. I love this cartoon. It says, lately, I can't even burn the, burn the candle at one end. I'm so fried. Why some people don't burn out? They're intentional about their time off. There's that intentional word. They're intentional about their time off. If you are self-employed, when's your time off? If you have a cellular phone, when are you off? Do cellular phones ring at home? Do they ring on vacation? Do they ring on time off? Do emails come in? Does social media come in all the time? <laughs> I love this quote it's from my favorite author. He said, I need a vacation that's long enough to forget my passwords. That guy's great, isn't he? I love that guy. Funny, good-looking, hot grandfather. You should buy everything he sells, that guy. Here I go again. They celebrate all wins. They celebrate all wins. Have you noticed a pattern here? Here's a typical conversation between one of our clients and our coach. Marilyn, you've had your record year, best year ever. Yeah, I know, but... Congratulations, you've paid off $100,000 in debt in the last three years. Yeah, I know, but that is going to erode the very success that that person has earned the right to. 
That is the first step in putting them back into debt because they're feeling bad, so they're buying something. They don't feel the momentum. We have to celebrate. And it is not natural for me. It's not in my purview, okay? Dr. Mark Foreman, he's about to retire. Brilliant man, lives up the coast here. He's a pastor of one of the largest churches in San Diego. His kids, he has two boys. You ever heard the band Switchfoot? Okay? His boys are in this band. He's a brilliant guy, and he has a PhD, and he actually did his thesis on burnout and was going to be a practicing psychologist and ended up being a pastor and built one of the largest organizations in Southern California. And his seminal work on this, brilliant guy, he says the best way to beat burnout is to celebrate all victories no matter how small. This guy made his life's work of this and helped transform a lot of people's lives. And this is what he realized, that people weren't celebrating. Okay, the spouse delivers the bouquet of flowers, but he's, they've been a schmuck. Okay, it's a small victory. They're sloppy around the house, but they managed to pick up their stuff after one shower. That's a small victory. The cap made it onto the toothpaste one time. Small victory. Are you guys with me? Because when you reinforce the small victories, that's the behavior you get in yourself and in others. Okay? We're going to talk about that and why it builds good habits. So some people don't burn out. They actually don't. They don't even know what I'm talking about. They burn the candle at one end. They're very intentional about their time off. They celebrate all wins. Okay? Now, I'm going to give you this, how to beat burnout. Is, I, here's the word. I'm going to have you write it down. I've had you write it down three or four times. When I keep saying something over and over again, it's because that's what I want you to walk away with. I want you to be intentional in all five circles. Be intentional. Okay, so let me tell you what happened to me, and then maybe you can relate to this. How in the heck does a guy who's met all these famous people, read all these books, practiced all this stuff for decades, end up where I ended up in February? How's that happen? And I was like, what in the world went on here? Because I'm an authentic guy. I live the way I teach. My kids and family are here. My friends are here. My doctors are here. Right? You know, people who know me, this is how I live. It's nothing, nothing different behind the stage and on the stage. And you've been around here a long time, you know that. So how in the heck did that happen? And it's kind of wild. It was no mental shift. It was no moral failure. It was none of these things. I lost control of my calendar. I lost control of my calendar. I'm not such a small, technical, tactical thing, but I lost control of my calendar. And what happened was, you know, there were changes, and I added in podcasts, and there were changes, and I added in Five Circle Fit, and there were changes, and I added in this. And the next thing you know, I was the boy who said yes to everything. And my team got me so used to it, they were just working their butts off to keep up all the time, up all the time, up all the time. And now I had revved the engine on all circles. And so being intentional on all five circles means that there are goals and a plan around each one of these, and then it goes into a schedule. So you start with the goal, it becomes a plan, and it goes into the sketch. Now here's the deal. Here is the deal. It means you have to say no to things. So for example, every time Buffco needs some help, Colonel Parker, which is the company, sends Elvis out to do the show. Oh, we need a little help with this. Send Brian. We need a little help with this. Send Brian. We need this. Send Brian. So, for example, if you're in the real estate business, you will never see me speak for the rest of my life at a corporate event of your companies. You'll never see me again. The only events I will ever speak at are Buffini and Company events. Ever. Never. And there's 12,000 people. And here's the thing. People, they call me up. Oh, we're desperate. The speaker bailed. Can you come? We're sending a plane for you. You can come to Vegas. We have 12,000 people. Yada, yada, yada. What did my mother used to say? Get off the cross. We need the wood, Brian. 
you will never see me, Dermo. You will never see me at a corporate speaking event ever again. You know what? I've done enough of that crap. I've done 25, 27 years of that stuff. And here's the thing. They're not the people I want to speak to anyway. I want to speak to you people because you're going to do something with it. You're going to change lives. You're going to change your life. You're going to change your family's life. You're going to change your client's life. Well, why in the heck do I want to talk to people who aren't interested? They want to show. You want to show? Go to Vegas. I'm interested in talking to people where my passion runs even hotter. Are you guys with me? First thing is I took control of my schedule. The next thing is I learned to say no. In this case, I added a f- another phrase. <laughs> Let me say this. The more successful you become, you're going to have to say no to more things. You're going to have to say no to more good things. It isn't that I didn't enjoy doing those things. It just burnt me out. It wasn't my primary purpose. Are you guys with me? Yes or no? Take control of your schedule. But I can't take control of my schedule, Brian, because the market does this and this is that, and the people are calling in. I've got two hours to respond to the offer. There's 27 offers. And say, well, thank God that's about to go down. <laughs> Seriously, your prayers have been answered. You just don't like the change. There's going to be plenty to choose from. And if you put it on the market, you're not going to have to stress out about the 42 offers. Go take a weekend off. No one's looking at it. And the really good ones are going to do even better. Next, vary your time off. So this is thinking about it differently. I had to think differently. I had to think differently. So for me, I had in my mind, when we go on vacation, here it is from here. Okay? We're going to Mauna Kea. We're going here. We had a house in Hawaii. We're going there. That's We're going there for 10 days. We're doing this. We go do this. We go do that. Well, when things got crazy and things got busy, you go from, I have this in my mind to hardly doing it at all. Does that make sense? So I had to change how I think. So I introduced a little concept called mini breaks. So instead of these giant trips, okay, Bev and I, we, our daughter Amy, she's up in Michigan right now. She's playing volleyball. Great. So we're going there for a weekend. Play volleyball, hang out, go see the sights up there in Hillsdale. Um, our, my trainer, Rico Masita, his slightly affected by the University of Texas, okay? It's like an over-the-top psycho fan. So I'm hearing this all the time, and the boys, we put together a bucket list of sporting events, so guess what? Okay, we got to go to a UT game. Wanted to sit there, watch the Longhorns get hammered in 112-degree heat. It was awesome. Anna, okay, she's going to go do this riding in Florida. Guess what? Okay, I'm not, Anna's going to be down there for three months. The, the responsible dad, I need to move down to Florida for three months to be there for my girl. She's like, <laughs> As opposed to, no, here's what we're going to do. Because, you know, my kids were a certain age. You're with them all the time. You're with them all the time. You're with them all the time. I was like, okay, now let's go down there. Let's go have a good time. So guess what? We go stay in the best little hotel right down there. We have a great time right on the ocean. Go see a little horse and have a little fun. It's all very sushi and fushi. It's cool. And then back home. Okay, great. We'll see you next month when you're doing your next big show. Mini breaks. And guess what? We started to discover these little three-day getaways are kind of almost as restorative as a seven-day getaway. Cost less. Doesn't put stress on your time. You're not coming back to a siege. Don't have a siege before you leave. Are you guys with me? Yes or no? I had to change my thinking. Hang on a second here. You mean I can get as much restoration from a three-day break sometimes as seven? Sometimes you can. Boys wanted to go see American soccer. 
okay, which is like Division Four in Europe. But we went to see it, and it was great. And it was cute. It was cute. They wore shorts and ran around. <laughs> Pathetic. Went down to Georgia, go down, visit the family, the in-laws, go have some food down there. Dermot and I, during the height of COVID, we flew to Ireland to get our own vaccine. Um, brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. 100%, 100% protection against the virus, by the way, if you want to try it, okay? You've got six a day. If you take six a day, that's the number. Okay, so write it down. Any of you concerned about getting corona? Six a day. See, corona is a bad beer. Guinness is a good beer, okay? Okay. My kids just rolled the eye. You're going to tell dad jokes at Mastermind? Uh, this is a big deal for our company. You know, let me tell you how big a deal Mastermind is. We have 300 people here from Buffini & Company. We, there was 300 seats we didn't sell. And 300 people that are... We shut the company down for three years. So, you, so if your CRM is not working, you're screwed for a couple of days. <laughs> but we shut the company down. It's a massive investment. Why? Because we want them to have a break. We want them to soak it up. We want them to be here. Where's the Buffco people? Let me hear you make a little noise. Come on. Okay. As a company, we started instituting Good Life Fridays. Now, this is a corporation with a lot of people and a massive payroll, and Dermot argued for this, and I went, hmm, every employee at Buffini Company gets a paid long weekend, so we give you a Friday off every month. You get, we pay you to go away and take a mini break every month. Okay, you see? The people clapping, they're not you. All right. That's payroll clapping back there. Next little thing, staycations. Staycations. You know, sometimes where you are is a pretty nice place. And I was doing this. I want to write some content and so on and so forth. Oh, I want to go in. That's what I normally do. Great. Don't have time. Boom. Went up to Oceanside. Oceanside's 10 minutes from the office. You know, Oceanside's not a bad place. And they built this brand new hotel right there on the pier, right next door to the hotel, right on the pier. They got the old Tom Cruise house from the original Top Gun, built the hotel around it, put the motorcycle in front, Boom. Now, they turned it into a bakery, but my bride tells me that's no go, so I just sat on the motorcycle <laughs> and smelled that stuff from far away. <sighs> I love green drinks. I love green drinks. I love green drinks. I love green drinks. <sighs> Here's the next thing. <laughs> you got to do it up. Do it up. When, you, when you're going to go do one of these things, just do it up. You're not going to go on a seven-day trip. Do it a three-day. Do it up. You know, it doesn't actually, in many cases, cost much more to fly first class than regular. Sometimes. Just do it up. Sometimes. I'm only going for three days. I'm not going for a big, long vacation. Then I'm going to get a suite. If you're going to invest a little bit, if you're going to do it, on, you're going to do these short trips, do it up. Put a little grease on the wheels. Okay? My kids know and my staff know for years. I take them to dinner. I bring the waiter or waitress by and I just go... We're going deep. Feed us. What appetizers do you have? Bring them all. It wasn't even that the food tasted good. It was just that you could. It's just a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Do it up. I did a little podcast on this. How many of you listen to the podcast? Okay. Now, okay. I'm glad you like it. Good. Because that's kind of what I do all day. So I did a couple of more in-depth. This might be on your list. If you're not listening, if you missed this one, episode 35 and 36 of The Good Life, How to Beat Burnout, part one and part two. How many of you are sitting here going, maybe I'm a little, I have a little more burnout symptoms than I thought. Could I see your hands nice and high? So maybe time to listen to that. On your drive, turn off the news. Sports radio was worse than the news. 
So maybe you turn that stuff off, maybe turn a little podcast on. Next, get support. Get support. Got to get support. It is not a sign of weakness that you need help. I am going to stand here before you today, and I'm going to tell you something that's true. I have a coach in every area of my life now. Spiritual. That guy you know, many of you know, Mr. Barth Eddy, who retired, moved to Idaho. But Barth Eddy and I have our once-a-week call. Barth Eddy. I don't know if he knows much about God, but he sounds like God when I talk to him. Okay? Here, here, here. We have a series of people help us, consult with us. Here. Okay? If you ever hang out with the Buffinis, it's like, eh, how did they do it? I was just talking to Apollo Ono backstage, and he was like, huh, how did you guys do this? Huh, huh. Nice, but where's the smart people? <laughs> so we introduced them to them. They all work for us. Financial. Okay? My man Ben Stewart is here. I have a tax team, finance team, the whole thing. Oh, by the way, the new bill they just passed, they just quadrupled the size of the IRS. And the way they're going to pay for this is by sicken the IRS on self-employed people. Get ready. I'll teach you how to beat them tomorrow. I love beating the U.S. government. <laughs> you need help in every area. I need help in every area. It's not weakness to say I need help. Harder for men more easy for women, but I will ultimately say we think we're supposed to be born with all these traits and supposed to be great at everything. We somehow think we're supposed to be born with those tools, and we're not. My friend Bob Bodine, who'll be here tomorrow, he has a great phrase, we're all born half a cup short. So we need other people, and that's what we need. So get some help. Great quote, one of my favorite quotes. This is Michael Shuri's an actor. We go to great lengths. You guys like the quotes we share? So he said, you can't achieve anything entirely by yourself. There's a support system that is basic a requirement of human existence. To be happy and successful on earth, you must have people that you can rely on. So it can be both coaches and friends and so forth. Uh, do you guys know who this guy is? Great actor. You guys know who this guy is? This is when we source our quotes. You need to know we're getting the best people. This is Moe's from The Office. That's right. We got a quote from Moe's. That's right. You just took down principles from Moe's. Yes. We are on the edge of the diving board now. Thanks, Brian. There's so much here that we'll pick up right where you left off in just a couple of days. See you next time. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. Thank you.